This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I need a new way to start off this show every week. Maybe I should do the thing, uh, the guy from Howard Stern. Hold on, excuse me. <laughs> no? Anybody got that? Oh, no, that was from Wayne's World. I'm sorry. Handsome Dan and Mr. Scream? Anybody? No? All right, anyway, regardless, that's one. You're listening to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes. On MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio, make you, make sure you subscribe, leave five stars, uh, leave a nice comment, because we always like to uh, see people liking us and telling people that I do a good job hosting the, the one-man show sometimes, just putting myself over a little bit. Oh, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, remember when I did the show by myself during Sandy? Yeah, I don't remember you being by yourself in that. Yeah, well, I was. I did a good 45 minutes by myself and had you guys on for a good 15. Regardless, that's two. Uh, also, go to markingout.com and buy a T-shirt. We have a plethora of them left, and I know you want them. And I know Valentine's Day may be over, but you could still uh, give them to your loved ones because they make the perfect gift. There are forms of social media that you can contact on, uh, us on as well. The first being Twitter, at MarkingOut. We live tweet during a lot of pay-per-view events and just tweet in general because it's fun to do. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. A lot of discussions, pictures, posts. So uh, get on there as well and like us. If you want to email us with any questions, comments, concerns, maybe you want to sponsor the podcast, who knows? MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Uh, Dave, unfortunately, will not be here with us today. Excuse me. So, but I am joined here with L to the G. I mean, B to the G. Sorry. You had that tweet the other day that said your name is Landon. I yeah. Mean, it would be the best gimmick in the world. I'm telling you, you, put an Irish hat on, you could be Lucky Landon. You don't know how disappointed I was to see that, though. Why? Well, what the fuck, man? I was never told of this, that my birth certificate originally said Landon. So you'd be L to the G. So you'd have to, I guess, it wouldn't rhyme. I guess when my father was filling out the certificate, it, it was sloppy or something, so the B looked like an L. So, so you'd be Brandon? Oh, it was... Oh, that's right. I don't even know what the fuck could have happened. And regardless, that's three. You could follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as always, and I'm coming off of a fucking kick-ass concert last night. Went and saw the Who. Yeah, is that going to be one of your shout-outs today? Oh, mention it right now. I went with I'm uh, saying it now. I went with my friend Mike Michael P. S. Schwartz. That's the fucking kid who writes. Yeah, he writes some uh, nice articles for us on Mark Nance. So go check that out as well. Yeah. Nice little segue there, right? Yeah, good, good. Uh, you know, if we're going to be shout-out people, we also got to shout-out the people that made our theme music in Ring Rope Rebellion. You can follow them on Twitter at Ring Rope Rebel and also RingRopeRebellion.com and get all their music off of iTunes. Uh, you can also like our dude that made our logo, Nick Matocho. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Matocho. He actually sent me a Facebook f- uh, friendship request this week. And I have about 800 friendship requests that I just don't get to because I'm lazy and I hate everybody. So, friend requested you. What? Well, friend request. 
a bunch of old people that I used to work at, like the old restaurant, because we're having this like big reunion where everybody that like originally worked at the restaurant is going to get together, and we're going to go into the restaurant dressed up in uniform and eat dinner. There's going to be like 40 of us. It's going to be so stupid, but it's going to be it'll be it'll be a good good time, you know, brother it up with people, you know, back smack and all that good stuff. Sounds like high school. Yeah, yeah, it is. But although like half of those people like Facebook friend of me, I'm like, I don't like you. I don't even want to respond to this yet. So I haven't. So. Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'll get to it. It's just people in your <laughs> I have new people recently. Yeah? You have friends? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. I don't even know. Do I call them friends? I don't know. Who knows? Associates? Cohorts? Yeah. I don't know. I got a weird friend request from shirt from a T-shirt, so I don't... Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, speaking about T-shirts, you know, there's a lot of wrestling T-shirts, barbershopwindow.com. Uh, let's get into some sports entertainment talk. We'll start off the show with the pay-per-view from last Sunday. We are talking about... What are we talking about here? We're talking about the Elimination Chamber. There is one major stop on the road to WrestleMania, and it happened this Sunday with the Elimination Chamber. Prediction-wise... Um, Dave and Brandon won, but I will take that as me winning because I predicted you winning because I was there too, right aside giving them fucking answers. Okay, so me and you tied. How will we just say that? No, because I'm I got that one over you. I got that six. You got that not. I know. Well, I I predicted the one for Dave. So. Yeah. The one big one for Dave. Let's actually let's, we won't go in order here. We'll talk about the elimination chamber match itself to start off. Um, Jack Swagger wins the elimination chamber. I, you know what? I kind of had an inkling going in that he was going to win, just because of how hot his gimmick has been. I guess coming back and like reforming himself, which I think has been great. Uh, the match itself, I was a huge fan of. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of good spots. I think everybody looked great in there. Jericho looked great. Mark Henry came out still looking very strong. Out of uh, World's Strongest Slams within that match. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but Jack Swagger getting the roll of win on Randy Orton. Dude, and- when I when it, when it came down to Randy Orton and Jack Swagger, I was like, no. 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 No, I was... <laughs> I was like that, no. I, no, come on, WWE, No. I was like, if Randy Orton wins, then WWE truly does not know how to write wrestling. And Uh, thank goodness Jack Swagger went over. I know. I was sitting there with my wife watching and she's like, she's like, I don't want Jack Swagger to win. I'm like, I don't want, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I want Jack Swagger to win. You really want Randy Orton to win? I'm like, he sucks. I'm like, he doesn't suck as a wrestler, but she just gets put over so much. And I think everybody's sick of it. Now that you have Jack Swagger, I guess, maybe being built back up to prominence as, you know, the world heavyweight contender. I'm a huge fan of it, and I'm a huge fan of this gimmick. I just, yeah, but you know, Jack Swagger has been in the headlines this week, and not because he's going to WrestleMania, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, other match-wise, as predicted, you know, Caitlyn by all of us goes over to Mina, and which which was a good Divas match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brent's just like, oh, yeah, he's like, there's they're no Kelly Kelly. Yeah, they really aren't. But no, I'm not going to fucking sit here and say they're bad because they're not. No, no. And the Divas division is slowly but surely starting to make some strides uh, to become better. And we'll talk about that also in a little bit. Uh, Miz versus Antonio Cesaro. Um, I thought I liked this match a lot. I thought it was good. I thought the ending just got a little weird with that whole knee to the groin thing. Because it like he kicked his leg out and it didn't even look like he hit him. And it was just like... It was, yeah. it was just awkward to me. The match itself was good, and this was a good way to continue this storyline. Yeah, I just – I don't think I'm a fan of when WWE tries to do the 
accidental DQs. Yeah. Like we rarely see it, but if it's if it's pulled off good, then it's okay. But if they pull it off and it's not good, it's just not good. Yeah. Good way to uh, reiterate, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we had a YouTube pre-show where the Road Scholars got back together for one night only to take on the newly formed team of Brodus Clay and Tensai. Have they made a name for their tag team yet? No, and I'm glad I'm talking to you about this because okay. I think it was on main event or was it main event? I'm going to say it was main event last week or so. Matt Stryker was talking – oh, maybe it was Monday Night Raw. Matt Stryker was talking about a tag team name and starts calling it the the, the Dancing Bears. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw you and tweet then, about and, that. And the week after whatever – Dancing Bears. Somebody else called him that. And I don't understand, like, if you're a child product, I think the person who's fucking saying Dancing Bears knows what the fuck Dancing Bears are. You know what? I don't think they do. And I think a lot of people that are listening to the show, unless they have a sick porno fetish. It's Matt Stryker. I have a feeling he knows what a dancing fucking bear is. Yes, he probably does. But there's a lot of people that don't know what a dancing bear is. So if you're listening to this right now and don't know what a dancing bear is, please tweet at me directly because I will show you the light. Are you can say the light? Are you kidding? I think that it's hilarious. I don't want to get into it in full depth, but it's it's pretty much one of the coolest, funniest things you'll ever see because women are just an interesting species. <laughs> yeah. So Brodus Clay and Tensai has predicted, uh, you know, get the uh, the W over I, Road Scholars. Yeah, I don't know who picked the uh, Road Scholars to win, Dave. Yeah, Dave. He goes, what are you talking about? I wouldn't have fucking picked them. Yeah, and apparently Dave got really pissed off that we did predictions for him. Yeah. Well, not that he, that we did his predictions. That we, I think that we predicted Jack Swagger. Yeah. And he goes, I would never pick Jack Swagger. How dare you? Why? Why would I pick Jack Swagger? I was like, Well, we figured because you're you're a, you were a college collegiate wrestler. Yeah. Chris Chris will throw you the collegiate wrestler, the All American American Jack Swagger. He goes, No, no, I would have picked this. Who would, he, who would he say he would have picked? I don't remember, but I have – I'm going to say – I'm going to say Mark Henry just to be on the safe side because I could have sworn he said Randy Orton, but I don't think so. Uh, I don't know who the fuck knows. Yeah. All righty. All righty. But um, yeah, so we went over with all those matches, Elimination Chamber match. Big, as predicted, huge win for the Shield over John Cena, Sheamus, and Ryback with Ryback getting pins. This match was awesome. It just showed you what a well-oiled machine the Shield was. And I thought the end was awesome with Roman Reigns spearing uh, Sheamus through the, the guardrail again. I like that gimmick. Um, I, it, I the, the best part of it was it uh, – the best part about it was that – You are cut. No. Uh, Lillian Garcia had no clue it was coming. You saw her like freak the fuck out. She's like, oh my god. Like jumps on uh, the timekeeper guy and as they go through the table. So this is this is big and this is important for the Shield to get a win over you know these guys and especially pinning Ryback too, a guy who's been a, a machine since coming in here. And you look like you're gonna. No, he looks like he has the fastest face going on right now. I don't know what. I look like I have a fucking lazy eye. Yeah, no, you look like you have the fastest face going on right now. But this is. 
important for the shield this is big for the shield and this is keeping these guys going you know if they lost at elimination chamber you could compare them to the nexus or anything like that but the fact that they're making these guys bigger than the nexus you know they mentioned i'm i'm pulling the uh the the dave right here and jumping ahead a little bit jericho mentioned like you know the nexus or the nwo they're making these guys more powerful right now than both of those two stables combined yeah and to me here they are going into their first wrestlemania undefeated and i think it could end up being undefeated streak versus undefeated streak now i don't see that no i don't know who's the only other people with undefeated streaks at wrestlemania that are like they're brand new newcomers maybe that could be their first loss because if they were the ones to put overtaker overtaker remember that guy yeah yeah (laughs) no um, yeah, so then let's talk about the main event. John Cena, not John Cena, CM Punk versus The Rock. What? Before we jump into that, how about we talk about Alberto? Oh, yeah, that match. I mean, it was expected by all of us, Alberto Del Rio winning. I didn't really like the finish, maybe because he, I guess, slipped on the middle rope to do that insiguri to uh, the Big Show's head. And also, too, the the slop bucket or what the spit bucket or whatever it was was right in plain sight of the referee when he hit that insecurity, and the way he hit the insecurity at the end of the match was just like it was awkward to me. I don't get the the whole nuance. Would that be the right word behind yeah. the fucking bucket? Ah, uh, no, that's not the right. Why's nuance not the right word? I don't know. I don't th- the whole idea. I guess you could say. Right. Like I don't understand. Like yeah, he doesn't spit. It was it was it was filled with water, so it was a water bucket. Yeah. Filled with confetti, so it was a confetti bucket. And now it's just, he puts his towel. It puts his. Do, do you imagine like, an actual name for that, like a bucket? Maybe we should tweet a Ricardo Rodriguez and ask him what this bucket is called. Like that's another thing we need to talk about. What? That fucking Harlem Shake video from WWE. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it actually. I thought oh. Titus, O'Ne- Titus O'Neil was funny in it. I don't understand. I want to know who played Hand first of all. Yeah. <laughs> And second of all, I want to know who the fuck played El Local if Ricardo Rodriguez was standing right next to him. Maybe they got some random indie worker. I I need to see Unico from 2013 because I could I, I think it was him. I'm not sure. Isn't though. he out on injury right now? That's why I have no idea. But everyone on those the com- everyone was commenting on the video like, oh my god, Rey Mysterio was so funny in this video. Sin Cara was so funny. Oh my god, that's El Generico as as El Local. It's like no. no. El Generico doesn't have a tattoo like that, nor does he have... And he's white and tall. Yeah, nor does he have skin color like that. Yeah. All right. So can we get back onto the WWE Championship match now? Yes. So, yeah, Alberto Del Rio wins, beats the big show. It looked like this whole gimmick is over. Uh, The WWE Championship, The Rock versus CM Punk. Um, If Rock is disqualified or counted out, he gets... Um, he gets the title award. CM Punk gets the title award to him. And CM Punk really tried in his best interest to get The Rock disqualified, especially early in the match, spitting in his face, which I thought was good. I was like, ooh, it looked like he's channeling his inner Kevin Steen to uh, CM Punk there. But uh, in the end, after numerous ref- uh, referees get knocked out, CM Punk clearly had the win, but the referee was, uh, was knocked out. The Rock hits the rock bottom. Instead of hitting the people's elbow, gets the one, two, three. Rock is still the WWE champion. I think we would have predicted this, but you know, as I predicted CM Punk winning, I just I had to go with the the totally out there thing about him winning. So 
It wasn't really that much out there because it could have fucking damn well happened. Yeah, it could have damn well happened, but I think we're all on the same agreement that it's going to be John Cena versus The Rock going in to, going to WrestleMania. But it um, couldn't because so, you know we, there was a lot of things that happened this week on Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Night Raw. There we go. So uh, we'll start with the goods first. Say that I just have to thank people who send over tweets like that to me that. Send over when Monday Night Raw's on. They send, oh, it's Monday Night Nitro, and they send over a bunch of regardlesses when people say it on TV. It's funny. Yeah, I know. I I, I find that really funny. Thank you, everybody that follows us. Uh, I'll start off with the goods first. Uh, John Cena is challenging The Rock at the Royal Rumble, but CM Punk thinks that he got screwed last night. So in the beginning of Monday Night Raw, they set up a number one contenders match. For next week on Monday Night Raw, the winner of this match goes on to face The Rock at WrestleMania. Who do we see winning this match, Brandon? I hope. Honestly, I really do hope it's going to turn out to be CM Punk as the winner. But I also hope that there's no winner, so it turns into that three-way dance or three-way. Yeah, I think it's going to be inconclusive. So it's, yeah. yeah, there we go, three way dance. Or if John Cena wins afterwards, you know, CM Punk's sitting in there getting all bitchy and complainy, lights go out, Undertaker. It sets up Undertaker versus CM Punk WrestleMania. But there's a lot of reports going on out there saying that the Undertaker is not ready, he's not gonna be competing at WrestleMania this year, nobody knows, blah 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 blah. You know. So It, it would suck to not see Undertaker wrestle, but like I I wouldn't not be opposed to it. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I I agree. I but get, with, the, with the whole CM Punk and uh, if if there was to be a triple threat match, I, I always I'm always a fan of how they set shit like that up because back with WrestleMania 20 before that they had the Shawn Michaels where Chris Benoit had won the whoa 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 I don't care. Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble and he was going to choose to, to face. The world heavyweight champion, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was uh, champion Triple H, mm-hmm. and uh, they had the, they came out. They were doing the contract signing, and Shawn Michaels gave him a sweet chin music, knocked him out, signed the contract. Yeah. So so Shawn Michaels got uh, essentially got Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, for WrestleMania twenty, and yeah, Chris got back in there I mean, too. But, but also that, also you got you got to think of. You know, uh, the the rivalry that all three of these guys have had over the past, you could say, maybe year, year and a half with CM Punk, you know, beating John Cena for the WWE title. Then The Rock coming back, him, you know, giving The Rock the GTS on the thousandth Raw, the epic battles that John Cena and CM Punk have had, the, you know, the big once-in-a-lifetime match that The Rock and John Cena have had. So, th- I mean, if The Undertaker can't be there to face CM Punk... It all makes sense for a triple threat. It yeah, really- it does. And even if Undertaker is at WrestleMania, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to face CM Punk, even though that's what he may want to do. Like, they could push CM Punk for his taker one more year. Yeah, they could could push it back. But you know what? We we hopefully we'll we'll find out on Monday if the Undertaker's coming back. Because if he doesn't come back on Monday, I don't think he's coming back at all. You don't know. I honestly, I think Undertaker's the guy that could come back the week before WrestleMania and have that fucking. But that's one of those things that they want to build up. They want to build up that big Undertaker because it's like WrestleMania to me is not WrestleMania without the Undertaker. He's but, you know as, as everybody. I'm sorry to cut you off, but if everybody thinks that 
Undertaker is uh, Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. I, in my mind, the Undertaker is Mr. WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. He's twenty and zero. Yeah. Amen. I bought the twenty and zero plaque that's signed by him that features a piece of rope from WrestleMania twenty eight. Hugh Uber fanboy, you. I, that's not even the worst of my collection. <laughs> I bet it isn't. Um, <laughs> Miz and Antonio Cesaro, one night off of facing each other at Elimination Chamber, faced off again. And this time it was in a no-hold-barred match. You saw kendo sticks in here. It was an awesome, very brutal match. Added some depth to this feud. And Miz getting the win with the uh, figure four leg lock. I'm surprised. I, first of all, I have to say I'm surprised that a lot of people have been hit with a steel chair and or kendo stick before. Come on, backyard wrestling, brother. I was not in backyard wrestling, and I've been hit with both. Yeah, because you're just... <laughs> Sandman, cane me in the face. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking for it. Kevin Matthews hit me with a fucking... <laughs> with a kendo stick. When? Uh, I think it was maybe the June 1st show. Okay. He had a kendo stick in his hand, and he fucking... Hey, boy, fucking hits me. I was like, really, dude? That fucking hurt. <laughs> it was like a light-ass tap, too, but it was like a thick fucking kendo stick, I guess. It's a regular kendo stick. Yeah, we had a real kendo stick in one of our backyard wrestling feds. And, and like, he gave me a tap on my head, and it was like, what the fuck? Like, how did people get hit with that? Yeah, no, my buddy, uh, my buddy Ange, who's probably listening to this, maybe, I don't know, but he got whacked it was a heavy it was a world heavyweight title match and he was the heavyweight champion he got destroyed with a kendo stick and they were also putting like these bamboo rods yeah that they used to bring in because there was like a bam we had bamboo like pole matches and they would break so good it was like bamboo and like kendo sticks it was nuts maybe if he calls me randomly again i can tell him to talk about uh this <laughs> getting hit with a kendo stick but uh let's continue on with monday night raw uh da- Alberto Del Rio defeating Dolph Ziggler. I mean, the match was good, but there was a bigger, more awesomer implication at the end of this. Dolph Ziggler was tongue lashings away from <laughs> cashing in the money in the bank briefcase after Biggie Langston comes in and attacks Del Rio. He's about to cash in, and what does Ricardo Rodriguez do? Runs away with the briefcase. I thought this was awesome. This had me on the edge of my seat. I was so amped about this. I was like, yes, all right, Dolph is going to cash in. It's going to be great. Awesome. What the fuck are you doing? Runs away with it. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I fucking, dude, I turned my volume all the way up. I was like tweeting. I was like, yeah, this is the time. Dolph Ziggler's going to do it. (laughs) What are you, Dave? Yeah, right. No, I thought it was good. I I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well done. And it... You know, he's had those teases, Dolph Ziggler's had him, but not to that severity where, like, it was in his hands and Ricardo Rodriguez just runs. I thought it was great. I thought it was very well done. So, I'm still I'm still thinking he'll he'll eventually win it at WrestleMania. Yeah, after the uh, after the uh, end of the uh, World Heavyweight Title match. Yeah, something like that. I could see that. I could see that actually. Uh, on to to lose to Zack Ryder for the Internet Championship. Yeah, on the pre-show. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, okay, so we have the goods, uh, more goods. Brodus Clay, Tensai, and Naomi defeating Rosa, Epico, and Primo. You know, we spoke about this, that Divas Division slowly but surely making strides to be better than what it was. And Naomi is actually one of those parts of it. I just wish that they would do intergender matches. Well, this was an intergender match. Oh, like where they women face the men and men face the women. This, like- this was a mixed tag match. Yes. I would love for an intergender match, but honestly, there's no other 
I mean, you could throw Natty in there, but she's not a heel right now, so there's no real women. Actually, Tamina would do it, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think that plays with the whole PG. I don't know, dude. If there's anything you learned from as being a kid, you ever hear about Chris Brown and Rihanna? Yeah, yeah, we used to spoke about it a lot. Well, that's fucking... That's something you learn as a child, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, first, as that's I said... What's, to say. what's up? That wrong of me to say a little bit, but you know, I think people kind of just take things that you say with a grain of salt sometimes, and they're just like, "Yep, it's Brandon." No, seriously though, like we've seen that violence in real life. But I, see, that doesn't make sense that of me saying that. Like that sounds like I'm for violence. No, well, you are. You're a wrestling fan. You're for violence. I'm for fucking. I think Chris Brown's a piece of shit. Yeah, he he's the biggest poser in fucking world. I don't know if you saw that picture that I put on my Facebook a couple months back, but he's like rocking like a, a corrosion of conformity shirt, a like jacket with like big metal spikes on it and has like patches that say like dirty rotten imbeciles and stuff like that. I bet you that 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 loser doesn't even know any songs by corrosion of conformity. I'm sorry, this is just a metal fan of me. Like I hate him. He's the big like ah ah. Biggest. Wait, you're saying he's the biggest poser? Yeah, he's the biggest poser in the world. You're wearing a Teletubby shirt, right? Yeah, I'm wearing a Teletubby. Listen, we used to, back in the day, me, uh, me and my buddy Andrew and my buddy Eric used to film, used to record all the Teletubbies on TV. You want to know why? Because it was the most fucked up thing you could possibly watch on television. That son is probably the scariest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Like, I didn't voluntarily watch this shit. <laughs> I, I, when I babysat kids. Oh, we I, voluntarily watched it because it was just so creepy. And then on yeah. E-Bombs World, there used to be Tele- Telebubby Funland. What? Did you terribly watch it? No, no, no. That was This was way before our college days. This is when we were in like 6th, 7th grade. Yeah. So no bogey eating? No, no, we weren't eating any subs that night. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, continuing on with good uh, Jack Swagger winning the Elimination Chamber on Sunday, then comes out and declares okay. his... What? I said nice segue. Yeah, declares his State of the Union. Yeah. You know, Talking about how our Brito Del Rio, they're going to be taking back the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania for the people. Uh, Zeb Coulter getting on there with his big mustache. Sometimes when you're like, what to, um, listening to Zeb Coulter, do you like just get lost in his mustache? Like, wow. No, never do that. But what I do when he talks, I just hear, they Sorry, that's. I had a dodgeball team called the Goobacks, and our slogan, whenever we'd start the game, instead of going one, two, three, we'd go, they take care of dudes. But yeah, no, I totally, uh, I think there was a meme about that this week, about with, yeah, with, with uh, Zeb Coulter and that guy with the red beard anyway. But then they had, but all throughout. Similar fucking mustache even? What's up? Doesn't he have a similar mustache even? He does. Maybe that'll be the picture of the week if I can find that meme. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but then they had all those YouTube videos too with Zeb Coulter like outside with "Don't Tread on Me." I, I think like it's that. I love this gimmick. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I'm I'm loving it, and I I love the fact that also too that WWE is getting so much backlash from all those like Tea Party. Like I know nothing about go- the government. I know yeah. nothing about like politics and shit like that. But apparently, like these Tea Parties are like yelling at the WWE, and WWE is like, it's entertainment. What yeah, we do is we're entertaining people. Yeah, it's like they didn't like you're not going to yell at the movie Lincoln for showing slavery and shit like that. You're not going to yell at Django on chain for shit like that. It's like you're not going to yell at WWE for showing fucking somebody who cares about his borders. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, remember what JBL did when he yeah. was <laughs> at the border? And he's like, and he found like real like immigrants, and they were going nuts. Yeah, like that. It's it's entertainment, folks. Let's love it or leave it. Don't tread on me, okay? But anyway, after this match, Jack Swagger um, gets a win over Daniel Bryan. But I think I think more of it was Jack Swagger's State of the Union. Like, yes, you know, he's pretty much going to go undefeated until uh, WrestleMania. But like, I don't I don't fucking like that. Because they've had that so many times in the recent history. What? Undefeated streaks. Well, it's, I understand you want to build somebody up, but you could also build him up by not having him win as much as well, I feel. Well, but, they're, doing yeah, that with, they're doing that with Dolph Ziggler right now. Right. I, I feel like he's not, he hasn't won a match. And, you know, last year he had the highest percentage of losses. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to always win a match to... Be up there, yeah. No, I I, I agree. I agree. Uh, another good uh, coming off of a awesome six man match on Sunday. The Shields defeating another big name of faces. This time defeating Ryback, Sheamus, and Chris Jericho. I guess Chris Jericho. You know, we we spoke about it earlier. Jericho saying, you know, these guys are bigger than the Nexus, or they're bigger than the Shield. Uh, they're bigger than the NWO. These guys are a calculated killing machine. And it's kind of weird how Jericho just got like jumped into the match because he can do that. He's Chris Jericho, baby. It kind of looks like he's behind the shield, but I don't think I don't think he's behind the shield. Look like that. I hope it's not because he always comes back and flip flops his fucking heels and face right away. And I hope that's not the case. Yeah, no, I I agree on that one. But I like the ending of this match because you have Jericho and Walter Jericho, then. Seth Rollins comes out of nowhere, knees him in the face, and then Dean was Dean Ambrose got the win, right? Uh, did he get the win? I don't even remember. Well, someone in the Shield got the win. Another big statement win for the Shield, and these guys are looking pretty unstoppable. So you know, if Ryback, Sheamus, and Chris Jericho, or John Cena, Sheamus, and Ryback can't beat the Shield, who's going to beat the Shield? Streak versus streak, streak versus streak, and they've only had three matches in uh, in WWE, so it's a uh, thing that I'm convinced I don't know anyone else who's done that like legitimate wrestlers who've made it onto a Wrestlemania card being undefeated like that I don't know of any I don't who think had three matches yeah I don't think I can't think of anyone I don't think so I keep saying that it's weird yeah you do you keep keep bringing that in all right what else did we have good wise up oh, Damien Sandow was supposed to be facing off against Kofi Kingston but I guess in the spirit of uh, President's Day just got a little aggravated and beat the living shit out of Kofi Kingston yeah. which then brought back the return of our truth I mean our truth I don't think is a person that you get uberly excited for but I don't know I think it was it was good he beat the shit out of Damien Sandow to help out his uh his former tag team partner yeah I, I did pop for that but it's it's strange how uh, how he just returned. I was thinking Evan Bourne was going to run out too or something, but that just sounds really marky of me. But then he got high. Yeah, right. Um, I like I like maybe this is because it looks like it's going to be Kane versus Daniel Bryan to me at WrestleMania. Okay. I mean that's what it looks like as well. I mean the truck even has that shit. I think. Yeah. I think that the truck I think features Kane and Daniel Bryan. Triple H, Brock Lesnar, The Rock, and John Cena, I think. Okay. 
know if that's like a spoiler alert or anything. Yeah. Well, you could see maybe you could see uh, a four way match for the number one contender for the. You maybe see Road Scholars come back together, and then you see Kofi and R Truth come back together. I think a four way match needs to happen for the World Heavyweight Championship. Really? Who else? Mark I don't, Henry. Yeah, something, and just throw Randy Orton in there, maybe. <laughs> Because, I mean, you need a Randy Orton match, I guess, to WrestleMania. Yeah. Or maybe there'll be some big 10-man match like last year. How was it Team Johnny versus Team Teddy? <laughs> this time it'll be the Madox experience versus... Or you know, maybe Team Booker versus uh, Team Teddy. Because they've, they've, been, they've been kind of con- conflicting a little bit. Yeah, I, don't, I can't see that happening. Though. Uh, but but if any, if that, in, in true Teddy Long spirit, that would be a tag team match. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get my joke alright yeah so that was um, that was everything that was good on Monday Night Raw let's get to the bads before we get to the middles uh, we got two bads you had Seamus interrupting Wade Barrett as he promotes uh, a movie that he's in but he's not even in the trailer yeah that's funny how like they tout this all the time like oh my god like we have a WWE superstar in this movie it's our movie blah blah blah, blah. here's the trailer and he's not even in it. I think I saw him. I was really looking. I'm like, is he in it? Is he in it? No, I didn't see it. So, they, uh, but they did the same thing with the call trailer. Yeah, no, they did. They did. I didn't even see David Otonga in that once. And I went, I went to the movies and I saw WWE's logo and then I see Halle Berry. I was like, what? <laughs> how, how did they get this movie? And like, I was like, is there even a wrestler in this? There can't be. Like, I don't see anyone in the trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and then Wade, and then Seamus gets on the news like, "Hey, Seamus, hey, Wade Barrett, yeah, I'm interrupting you. I don't know what this is. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm just gonna walk away now." I think it's pretty funny that uh, what what happened to the main event, fucking Wade Barrett Intercontinental Invitational that just like got canceled. Oh, I would have really enjoyed that too. Like, if, if no one knows what we're talking about, apparently main event was supposed to be focused around like the mid card division. They were gonna make what was called the Intercontinental Cup. I guess it was going to be a tournament of who was going to face off against Wade Barrett. I mean, it would be really cool if they made like a tournament tournament and gave somebody a fucking big trophy. Yeah. But apparently that idea was scrapped. And, and it, it's really funny because for like the weeks after, the the uh, the IO box would still say, find out Wade Barrett who the next whatever. Oh, really? Something like that. But Yeah. But yeah, no, that was – I didn't like that at all. Um, also – Another bad. Uh, Vicky Guerrero has named Brad Maddox, Maddox, his her new assistant. Such bullshit. And which then led to Paul Heyman getting all cranky about it. And it's, then it doesn't make sense. It's the assistant to a fake position that doesn't make sense. Managing supervisor. What the fuck is that? Are you kidding me? You don't need an assistant. The Bricky era has started on Monday Night Raw. It's bullshit. But then this led to uh, Mr. McMahon making his first appearance since getting F5'd by Brock Lesnar and challenging Paul Heyman to a fight next week. Not a match, a fight. He will hobble himself out, and if you're a smart wrestling fan like all of us, you know what's going on. Well, you don't want to say that just now because what if you're wrong? Then you're not a smart wrestling fan. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Like Paul Heyman's gonna get in the ring, and be like, "Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this." Blah 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 blah. And please then, don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't do this to me. Mr. McMahon's gonna get in there with this crutch, and all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's music's gonna hit. Brock Lesnar's gonna, like, you know, do his like strut and pose thing. Hey, look at me! I'm warming up. I've got the same intro as the Rock, entrance as the Rock. 
you know, going to get into the ring, and then all of a sudden he's going to stand behind Mr. Man, and then Triple H is going to come down all in his suit. He's going to take off his tie. He's going to take off his jacket, throw it on the entranceway, and they're going to stare down. They're going to start beating the shit out of each other, and Triple H is going to go up, and Brock Lesnar is going to be like, oh, I'm not doing this right now. I'm not doing this right now. And yeah, Brandon's holding up his no, no, no shirt. We don't want that to happen, but that's probably what's going to happen. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't think anybody if, does. Listen, if they do Jer- uh, Jericho, if they do Brock Lesnar versus Triple H, there has to be some sort of fucking stipulation to it that makes me want to fucking watch it. It'll probably be like a no holds barred match or something like that. I don't want to see that. I want to see like a, tag- a New York street fight. Yeah, New York street fight. Can you imagine we're fighting in the subways of New York City? Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar just got hit by the A-Train. And we're not talking about Dead's Eye. It's funny. I was going to say Brock Lesnar just took the A-Train. But <laughs> you said he got attacked by it. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, Remember when we used to have matches in Penn Station? No. For oh. Was it for Shotgun Saturday night, I oh, think? Oh, man. Oh, well, like when Shotgun Saturday night first started and they had it at like a really small club with like no borders or anything like that. Yeah, they had him all over the fucking place. Yeah, it was pretty crack. I don't actually remember that because I'm not I, – I didn't watch back then, but I saw a whole bunch of the matches on uh, WWE On Demand. Yeah, I still have to get WWE On Demand. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably digging these early year fucking matches that they put up. Yeah. They have Kofi Nahaji fucking Kingston versus TJ Wilson. Really? From where? From FCW. No shit. Yeah. Oh, man, I have to go back and watch that now. I have to go whack and watch it. I have to go back and watch that. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, all right. So let's get to the uh, the middles. You had uh, Mark Henry defeating Sin Cara and then Greg Kali coming out to make the save. It's a match that shouldn't have happened. Why Greg Kali again? This better not lead to a WrestleMania match. And I know everyone else is thinking that as well. Yeah. All right. And that's what we'll talk about about that. Uh, Randy Orton defeating Kane. But Kane was distracted by uh, Daniel Bryan. Randy Orton getting the win. I, you know, we like seeing. I guess you kind of like seeing this interaction between Kane and Daniel Bryan. But you know, some people like to say no. no. Yeah, right. no. <laughs> All right, and then the big middle. So The Rock comes out. You know, has his big celebration that he's the WWE champion and unveils the new WWE championship. I mean, a bunch of stuff happened afterwards. John Cena came out. CM Punk hit John Cena with the WWE championship. We go to close. But but the, the, the big, big news is that there is a new WWE championship. Brandon, your thoughts on the new WWE championship? I don't like it. For one, I think a WWE championship should make you look like a champion. This looks like the Rock even said it himself. The spinner title, spinner belt, not belt, looked like a fucking kid's toy. This looks even more like a kid's toy. It looks like something Batman would wear. It looks like a fucking Hall of Fame ring that they fucking welded right onto a fucking United States championship. There, why is the leather showing the strap on the back of the fucking thing? It's a hollow faceplate. I don't get it. That there's not enough gold on that. There's a shitload of diamonds and rubies and shit, but yeah, because it's more about the. You know what? Okay, are you finished? Yeah, I guess. Okay, I like the new title where everybody sits there and trashes. Oh, we need to get rid of the spinner belt. The spinner belt. But then you you have a new title come in and everybody badmouths that thing too. Get over it, people. It's like critical fucking wrestling fans are. You know, you want one thing and then you get it and you're not satisfied with it. 
See, that's the thing because I was completely satisfied with the spinner championship. I, you know what? I, 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 I had that. no. I liked that belt, that title. I liked it too. I really did. And everyone always complains, oh, you don't get an opinion in wrestling anymore just because you said that. And it's like, fuck off, first of all. And it's like, I like what I like. I don't like this new championship belt. I keep saying belt, and they don't like saying belt. But As I think he said, it, it was time for a change. I like the new title. I think it's good. You know, whereas back in the, old, the olden days, you know, gold was a symbol of greatness and everything like that. Now these days, it's all about bling. It's all, you know, and the thing's got a lot of bling on it. It looks good. I like the fact that, you know, it had the, the, the Brahma Bulls on it, but then when they showed it on WWE.com, it yeah. had the regular faceplate. So what I'm thinking is maybe those two side plates will maybe be like interchangeable. So like when John Cena wins it, because there's no there's no nameplate. I don't think. Yeah, which is no nameplate too, which would be cool. So like you know when John Cena wins it at WrestleMania, it'll have like you know the the hands on the side of it, or when CM Punk wins it, they'll have like you know his the Chicago stars. Of course, when Zack Ryder wins it, it'll be a broski fist. But yeah, absolutely. Well, that'll just be. I, I just I just think it's all bullshit because it's like it. It just – it looks like a side plate to me. I like it. You know, it, but it, it's – it's as you said, like something a superhero wears. They're trying to make like a super – you know, Rock is in so many superhero movies and stuff like that. They're making it a super larger-than-life-like title rather than making it like a championship title. Like my favorite title right now in the WWE – hmm. Let me think about this. I think it's the Intercontinental title just because it's so old school. I would probably say United States Championship. Yeah, that one too. And that was like that was instantly my favorite fucking championship when they debuted it. Yeah. I just like I just like that the fucking the faceplate is red, white, and blue. I think that's awesome. It looks like the American flag. It's cool. It's not like gaudy or anything. Yeah. Yeah, but you, but as as for me, the WWE, I like the new WWE Championship. If you don't like it, whatever, and you're gonna complain, you don't like the Spinner title, just grow up, just get 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 over it. That's the thing. Like everyone, it's 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 really fucking hilarious that everyone's tweeting in. Oh, the Spinner Championship sucks. Blah blah blah. It really fucking blows. And then they unveil the new one. Oh, this one fucking sucks. Blah blah blah. What the fuck? But it's like. I wasn't doing that, so I'm in the clear here. Yeah, I like it. I think I think I've spoken to David about that bullshit. It's like somebody wrote to us saying like saying something, and I was like, "Well, if you learned anything from Jack Swagger promos, I'm allowed to have an opinion." Yeah, and and then I was, I was I was like, I actually like the Spinner Championship. He goes, "Well, you just don't have an opinion anymore because you said that." And I was like, "All right, listen, Melvin Nerdly." I was gonna be like, "But fuck off, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I like the title. Brandon's doesn't really like the title. I know. I think Dave. It's one oh Dave over. So, eh, whatever. To each its own. I'll probably buy the kids' plastic title. I'm not going to buy the four hundred and fifty dollar custom fucking title. Sorry, WWE. You got enough of my money. All right. So yeah, that's Monday Night Raw for this week. Next week, uh, we'll talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about big John Cena CM Punk match for the number one contendership for WrestleMania. But uh, right now, before we get into our musical interlude for the week, no interview this week, sorry folks, uh, let's talk, we gotta talk uh, about one major breaking news that happened uh, Tuesday night after a SmackDown taping. The number one contender for the World Heavyweight title, Jack Swagger, was arrested, apparently for numerous, numerous traffic violations, uh, speeding, and apparently he was in possession of marijuana. Jack Swagger was released, though, but what do we see this 
doing for Jack Swagger right now? Like, he's on the road to WrestleMania. He's going for a World WWE title push. He has a huge push in front of him right now. What do we see this, Brandon? I see nothing happening. Uh, you know what? I, I Wellness policy violation. It's not. It's just some, some weed that was found in a car. Yeah. That could not have been his. You don't know. Who knows? It could have been Zeb Coulter's. I was going to say, he could have been holding it for a friend. Yeah. Uh, look at Caitlyn. Caitlyn got arrested like a month ago at a SmackDown taping. She's I, the diva champion. I think the 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 number one person you should look at with arrest recent history is, is Cameron. Yeah. Because she fucking flat out lied of her employer, of who her employer is. And she tried to bribe a fucking police officer. And she got nothing, no violations, nothing. So. Yeah. She's she's really low on the totem pole in WWE. Jack Swagger's up there right now, so. But also, like this could be the best gimmick for him. This like I I tweeted in my personal account that imagine this is just a giant work. Yeah, and I'm and I'm actually I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like 100. I told you this off air too. No joke. I was going to say on this week's show that WWE should have Jack Swagger get arrested for something. And, like, I was going to even say, put out a fucking mugshot of him. Post it on WWE.com and everything. Get fucking, send it over to TMZ and shit. And this came out, and I couldn't even fucking say the idea because this fucking happened. Yeah, well, we'll see what they say. If they have anything on Monday Night Raw with with Jack Swagger, we'll see where it goes from there. That's the thing. They don't really need to have that if they're, like, even if it was a a storyline, they wouldn't have had to need that. They could have just had this happen, and because it's in the public, the public's buzzing about it. I know. We hashtag weed the people was uh, was trending worldwide on Twitter. Exactly. I thought it was, I thought it was great. So I would like to, yeah. If they could use this, you have Zeb Calder. He got arrested for using his rod to beat an American. They took our germs. And no, I, honestly, it could have been something like that where uh, Jack Swagger gets arrested. Zeb Coulter, he's Jack Swagger got arrested. There's people in the borders, hopping the borders, whatever, go get them. And it's like that would have been a perfect fit right there. I don't know. No. And and then also I just want to say a lot of people are complaining whether we're getting Del Rio and uh Swagger for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, we're definitely getting that. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm I like especially the 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 way that they're doing the storyline. Apparently, the the real American versus the illegal immigrant. I yeah. love it. It's great. It's 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 booking one on one. And people are fucking tearing it apart for like, oh, I don't want to see this match, and I'm like, this match is gonna happen. And it's gonna be decent. Yeah, as they wave their Confederate flags around. Human. <laughs> Michael Hayes comes strutting out at WrestleMania, fucking. Managing them to the ring or some oh my, shit. Oh my god! All right, well, let's get on to our musical interlude now for this week. And this musical interlude is brought to us by Malachi Rivers, uh, the guy that we talked to on Twitter. Uh, this song is called "New World 2. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Malachi Rivers, or you can go to his Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Malachi period Rivers period fan period page. So this is New World Two, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some. Professional wrestling here on Marking Out. Sweet stylistic enemies held captive by a social monopoly. Electric persecution through TV. We're laid with beast, but full as his belly. Ain't y'all too many truths in the Middle East, but not enough in the Southeast. A wicked plot to obtain your brain, mind control through pain. Ain't y'all gotta get self awareness. 
Even when the system makes you feel irrelevant Uh-huh, river dancing on catastrophe Sinking into vigilant seas Ayo, hey, questioning what is reality Listening to the streets I guess that you should be the new meets You always say your soul when you can't pay attention for free Anatomy, not enough people rocking a mic lyrically, speaking on the world eloquently. Signs of massive warming globally, but we focus more on Britney, Donna, Rosie, attacking each other verbally on sexuality. We battle mentally, but losing spiritually, cause the real corporate shake hands economically. Money's a blessing, but greed becomes ungodly. And God we trust speaks hypocrisy, cause if we really trusted him, we would just be. Won't be too much on earth to see, if we keep on having God complexity. I said, won't be too much on earth to see, if we keep on having God complexity. And yo. Perception and reality, twisted elegance awaiting me at the corner, at the street. I am the beat that never sleeps. I am the heart that gets skipped over by dirty feet on hot concrete. My cardboard box tells a story. I've seen breakbeats persecuted by police. I've seen rain, acid rain fall down the ocean. Waves roar with anger, washing up missing strangers. Danger! I call little baby savior in the manger I am right every time I give oxygen to your mind I am the treasure that you can always find Open up your eyes The eyes on curses with lies There is hope with compromise Let your children rise and dance shadows in permission skies Let ego lay down in submission But your only mission should be admission Into a new institution of solutions Let atomic bombs cause no harm Let oil spills be sealed Let Wall Street feed the streets let bullying cease, let equality be for all peace Let it be, let it be Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much to Malachi Rivers for contributing a song to the podcast. As you said, you can follow him on Twitter at Malachi Rivers and also on Facebook. Um, if you want to contribute a song to the podcast, I think next week we're going to have Brandon singing Dust in the Wind. Uh, Marking out one at gmail.com. What was that? I said, oh, that's one of my favorite songs. I know. Imagine that doing it in like a low baritone. Like, uh, Can you give us a couple of lines? No, I don't sing in public. You don't, we're not in public. We're recording this. 
It's going out in public, though. Yeah. Well, you're, that's what it's going to be. Everyone use the hashtag Brandon Dust in the Wind. I actually have a full version of me singing Dust in the Wind recorded already. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, not, it's not happening. But. Yeah, it's happening. That's no, really not. Everyone though. tweet at Brandon at BTTG161, not B2TG161, and say, Brandon, we want to hear Dust in the Wind. Uh, I guess now that you said that, I guess David kind of wanted to expose that person today. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Who is it? I don't know. He did not expose that person, but expose the fucking fact that that's horseshit and... Yeah, there's a fake Brandon out there, everybody. We mentioned it, like, briefly on the show last week. It's B2TG161, and they have the same picture. But I don't get it. He tweets to Justin Bieber and follows porn stars and fucking... It doesn't make sense. Like, Didn't you try to get his account suspended? Yeah, and fucking Twitter wrote back to me saying, you need to send a copy of your New York State ID that proves you're the B to the G. <laughs> so what, are you going to, like, Photoshop it? Thank you so fucking much, Twitter. And it's like, and I wrote back to them. I was like, guys, I do a podcast. You could listen to the podcast. I like fucking say it on the podcast. Go to marketout.com. Go to my fucking Twitter page. It's the same fucking thing. Look who has more followers. Yeah, true, true. I think it was. Do they do they still like tweet at you like anti-semitic, semitistic? Well, those were the fucking tweets from him. They, yeah. they, they weren't anti-Semitic. They were fucking funny. I have to say that. Yeah. Valentine's Day cards that were like, quit Stalin, be my Valentine. Or it was. Like, be mine. Yeah. I think there was another one too. I'm not sure. But, uh, but Dan fucking didn't block him. Dan? Didn't block him. And I asked him a long time ago when he fucking wrote to the guy. He goes, oh, that's funny. You have two Twitter accounts. I'm only going to follow one of them. I was like, dude, just fucking block that one. Uh, just block that one fucking guy. Him and, and, uh, him and his fake fucking Twitter followers. Did you did you get a text message just now? I don't know if you did. Did I? No, I didn't. Why? Somebody said they want to call in for a quick few minutes they have. Who's, who's that? I don't know. Do we want to say on the air? Yeah, who? Getting Jay Silva texting me. Yeah, he wants to, he wants to, he wants us to call in. Yeah, I don't know. I Not, know. He, I think he wants to get in on the Skype call. Oh hell yeah! Let's let's pause this and get Jay Silva in because we got to talk about Impact. So we're gonna pause it right now. All right, we're on pause, and we are joined with a special guest today. Since Dave's not here, we might as well throw a guest on here. Guest, who are you? Bob Becklin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What's up, guys? Shalom, Jay Silver here. Yay, Jay Silver from Two and a Half Wrestler Podcast is here. And he's going to join us while we talk a little uh, TNA. For a few minutes. I'm on a little break at work, so um, you got to call in. What are you doing here, scouting new uh, material? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, I got you. I follow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, TNA talk, Chris. Go. Yeah, TNA talk. So last week, they had four matches decide who the new number one contender is going to be. And it's Billy Ray now. I don't understand that at all. I mean, like, all these guys, like, I mean, a couple of guys look good. I thought Magnus looked good. And then Billy Ray just gets the gets the nod because he's, you know, nailing Brooke Hogan fake, in fake life. I mean, I guess it plays to the storyline, you could say, but... I think I think a lot. I think Magnus looked really good last week. 
And yeah, do you think do you think he looked good? Or do you think it was just because it was in you know he looked extra good because it was in his homeland? Maybe yeah okay yeah maybe that was it. But I I, th- I think he looked good. He maybe he deserved a a shot at it. But you know maybe this could lead to the uh, heel turn of Bully Ray lockdown. Maybe making him one of the members of Aces and Eights. Yeah, I think that's more obvious than Brandon having red hair. I don't know. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a pretty good uh, thing. Uh, yeah. No, I don't understand this whole segment though. It's like it's just something. It, it it's been something that I've been saying for weeks that this Ace and Ace shit is just fucking horseshit. This Brooke Hogan is fucking horseshit. It's like to me, I, I said it was the corporate ministry all over. Well, yeah. Well, you know what I hate about Aces and Eights, and I was going to say this on Two and a Half Wrestlers, but uh, Two and a Half Wrestlers dot com. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. But uh, um, I meant to say, it and I forgot. I, you know, Ace, it doesn't make sense to me. You, you have two great talkers in the group. You have Ken Kennedy, you know, you have Mr. Kennedy, and you have uh, Drew, you know, Luke Gallows, Festus, both great talkers. And then they they cut the promo, and you have Wes Briscoe stuttering like myself through the entire promo. And then you have freaking uh, Devon doing that '80s cheap that brimstone shit. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid 80s stuff. That's like, hello, no one cares about that anymore. And you have, let them speak, you know? No one cares about Wes Briscoe. No one. Yeah, I know. He, he was so terrible. And especially, you know, I didn't more really want to mention it because, you know, it was really not to my mentioning. It's like, it's going to be Kurt Angle versus Wes Briscoe, a lockdown. Like, no one wants to see that. Well, I shouldn't say. I, I don't want to. I haven't really seen the guys work that much to critique it. But I'm saying, um, cause I, I think I just fast forwarded to the match. But I'm talking about the speaking wise. Why not have, you know, Kennedy and Festus talk? Why are you going to have Diva? <laughs> I hate that so much. I want to shoot my TV when he comes on. No, so, I, uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everyone's entitled I'm venting to that. Like Dave, I'm venting like David the Rave. Yeah, good. <laughs> we, needed, we needed a good venter today because I'm not in the mood of, of venting. But, yeah, no, I agree. I, the, and, but also, too, you know, bringing guys like Garrett Bischoff and bringing guys like Wes Briscoe, you want, like, a bigger talent to be in there. And I think that's I think that's what the culmination of lockdown is going to be, is Billy Ray being, like, the main guy behind it and having, mm-hmm. I guess, the Team 3D reunion and everything like that. But, yeah, no, that, that beginning promo, too, also sets up your main event for the night, which was Aces and Eights, Kennedy, uh, Festus, and Devon versus Bully Ray, um, Sting, and Hulk Hogan, because apparently Hulk Hogan is uh, cleared to wrestle and be in the ring. Oh. Of course. Yeah, as always. But Hulk Hogan doesn't even make it to the ring because he's being held hostage by Aces and Eights, and Aces and Eights gets the upper hand on Bully Ray and uh, Sting because they get the uh, they get the W in that one. So I mean, it's good after a couple weeks of them like you know getting the uh, the shit the shits of everything. They're coming back and I guess getting a win and getting the upper hand on this whole uh, Hogan angle, which is eh, it's fine by me. I like I like the Aces and Eights angle. I just I just want something bigger to come out of it. Yeah, it's going to be dying out fast. Yeah, it is dying out fast. It needs some sort of like writer, like uh, an upgrade to it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. And maybe Bully Ray is that upgrade. And I I don't think, I think as far as we've seen so far from Taz, I don't think that has been an upgrade. At first, everyone was like, oh my God, it's Taz. Holy shit, it's going to be awesome. But that was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they're ma- making like a, a talk or two, but now he's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, it's just an age. Yeah, we're power machine. I'm going to just sit on commentary. It, do- it's, it doesn't add to it yeah, at no. all. Uh, one thing I actually did like, I like the uh, Rockstar Spud versus Robbie E match. I like that kid a lot. Yeah, Rockstar so did I. I thought, he- I thought they were going to put, um, you know, after the breakup last night, Robbie, well, I don't know if it was a breakup, but he's, you know, he smacked the shit out of him, Robbie E and uh, Big Rob. I thought that it would make sense kind of to put Big Rob with Spud. Yeah. But then kind of, that kind of makes him a heel, you know? 
Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought, you know, for what the match was, I guess maybe getting him over in that, you know, small one, two, three kids style, you know, way. I thought it was good. I think he looks good. I think he'll be a nice addition to the X Division. That has been a, a very lackluster. Yeah, what X Division? Yeah, well, you know, you had to see Kenny King lose to Rob Van Dam. Did like. you guys see? I think I think I. Yeah. What? Did you guys see? Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, Chris. I texted to you about Party Marty. He got effed up. Yes, yes, I did. When see he did that, that diet. Yeah. He ate that guardrail. I oh. Yeah, yeah, I anyway. saw that. That was pretty. Okay. No, I'm no. sorry, I saw it too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere with that. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, you got it. Yeah. It's good to add and, some uh, commentary in there. Keep and, it. And didn't, didn't you say you were a fan of somebody too? Yeah, I said I was a fan of Rockstar Spud. No, uh, Silva was texting that he was a fan of Mr. Spectacular. Yeah, I don't mind him because of his look, right? I don't know. Hawkins keeps giving me shit about it. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's that bad. And he does have a great look to him. He's good in that douchey role. No, he... he, he I don't know. Look. That's a terrible angle in itself. Well, he wasn't out there with uh, with Tara this week because uh, there was a uh, uh, fatal... No, I want to say fatal four-way. A four-way elimination match for the Knockouts title. And we have a new Knockouts champion. Uh, Velvet Sky, yeah, woohoo! Velvet Sky is now the new Knockouts champion, surviving all other three women. Good for her. I mean, I think this is something that since 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 she came back, they've wanted to like hype up. Is her maybe being the the focal point of that X division? And I'm a fan of her. I'm a fan of her work and her. uh, Yeah. Do you you mean do you mean that XXX division? Well, I guess it's no. (laughs) If Joey Ryan was it, where's he been? Where's Joey Ryan been? They like hyped him up hugely, and now he's no longer around. I mean, to me, honestly, Impact Wrestling drops the ball a lot. And, I mean, not that, not that WWE doesn't, but I guess I, I notice it a lot more with Impact. Yeah. He's actually, uh, he's actually working Al Snow on an indie card this weekend, I think, in Canada. Really? Yeah. And they won't let him be on PWG DVDs anymore. Just the same thing they well, did. Um, TNA won't let him be on PWG DVDs anymore because I guess it's, I don't know, sale or something like that. It was, yeah, yeah, it, sales. It was funny because I was watching I was watching Mystery Vortex and Excalibur is sitting there, he's talking, he's like, yep, and TN, this is Joey Ryan's last TNA event because, you know, TNA is a bunch of dicks and won't help, won't let him be on a, uh, a company that he created. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I love Excalibur's commentating. It was very good. Um, I think out of all impact, that highlight was the eight-man tag match, which was good. Um, Jamie, what's your what are your thoughts on Joseph Park? Do you like his gimmick better than you like the best, or I do. I just when's it gonna end? Like how are they gonna? I just want to see like what the blow off is. Like is Abyss gonna come back? I, I don't know. You know, I just want to know. I'm interested in see what happens. Yeah, I think it, I think a mask was was good for him because it, it hit all the sweat. <laughs> but he, you know, he, surprisingly, for a guy who wrestled, well, at least I think wrestled in a mask is probably from. His career so far, he's got great, um, great facials. Does great facials? <laughs> you, that huh? you know, I feel, I feel context, like that. Can't you? Yeah. I, was that all choppy for you too, Chris? Yeah, that was extremely choppy, but it's okay. I, I hope that appears like that in the show. That was the funniest thing. It is. I'm looking at the wave. Oh, I'm, for- I'm, I'm on Skype. I'm on Skype on my phone. He does great. Uh, you know, facials. Yeah, he does great. Yeah, we facials. heard that. We heard the punchline. We knew the setup. <laughs> okay. No, I was being serious though. Yeah, no, I like. I like. What does that mean? What do you mean you're being serious about that? No, like his his facial expressions when he's in the ring. I don't think it's yeah. called getting a facial or giving facials. No expressions. Yeah, his facial expressions in the ring. Yeah, good. exactly. Yeah, and a lot of 
times, a lot of times when a worker can't have good facials, doesn't you know have good emotion on his face, they put him under uh, under a hood, under a mask. So. So yeah, no, I thought that, I thought the eight man tag match was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I like the fact that you have the two heel tag teams, like. I guess you, you, you see Aries and Rude kind of like ditching Daniels and Kazarian, who are my, one of my favorite things right now going in Impact Wrestling. I think they're just hilarious. I thought that was, it was great. I think yeah, last night with the glove, he shakes his hand. He's like, "What is that? That's my glove. Don't worry about that." <laughs> when this Daniels glove, that made me laugh. Uh, yeah, no, I love them. I love their heel characteristics. I would. That's a feud. Get, get away from Chavo and Hernandez. Do Christopher Daniels and Kaz versus Rude and Aries? Because a, I think the the promos will be hilarious, and then the in ring work, you know, will be outstanding. And so, yeah. agreed. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that was a it was a decent impact. I mean, it wasn't great. So next week, so next they're done with all these European tours, huh? Yeah, that's it. So they're going live now, right? No, I I think they're going back to the impact zone next week. No, because yeah, are they? I think so because I know they they fucking said so much about going on tour. Yeah, yeah, Brandon. Like two more. I think there's two more impact in the impact zone, and then. Goes to Chicago, I believe, live, right? Yeah, it goes to Chicago. It'll go Chicago live. I think the the first the first March the first uh, Thursday in March. But I hope okay. like they do something awesome just to like to tear down the Impact Zone. I hope Aces and Eights kind of just like destroys the place. Oh, I don't think I don't think they're getting rid of the Impact Zone though. Damn it! They're like it's their oh. home. They're gonna film more of their their pay per views there. No, I think the pay per views are going on the road too. No, I mean like they're, they're do, no, you got to do it right. Yeah, no, you can't you can't no. Yeah, you have to go full time. You were there, all right, Chris. I actually I wasn't there. I was at the old one. Chris, you were at the new one. Brandon, you were never you were never there at all, right? I've been on the lot. I haven't. I feel like I passed by the impact door, the TNA door. But I asked the, the tour guide. I was like, "Is there, Sorry, bro? You were never there. Move on." Yeah, you yeah. I never- was. I was there. I was there. I think I talked about yeah. it on a marketing out one hundred two. What old yeah, yeah. one were you at in fucking Tennessee? No, before they moved. Where Didn't they switched. Chris, didn't they switch once? They had I was in a small one in Universal once. Yeah, that's the one in Universal too. It's the it's that same sound stage. Oh, okay. I thought they moved once in, in Universal. That's like a big one. All right, my bad. Then I was at the same one you were at. It oh, just looks different on TV now. Yeah, the setup was different when I was. Yeah, because they got all those new camera angles that suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not all of them suck, but <laughs> but they are what they are. righty. So let's get on to some more independent wrestling talk here. Uh, Ring of Honor, their 11th anniversary show is going to be March 2nd in Chicago. It's going to be live on pay-per-view. The main events, Kevin Steen will be defending the ROH title against Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal finally getting his rematch after that whole tobacco in Rahway, New Jersey. So after months of asking and Kevin Steen finally complying. So this should be a... Uh, <laughs> the debacle in Rahway, New Jersey's right. Yeah, it, it sure was. You know, now Jay Lethal's whole family won't be there, nothing like that. You're going to have the uh, Briscoes defending the tag titles against uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Adam Cole, this is like... Okay, I'll, Adam Cole's going to be defending against the winner of the top prospect tournament, and we'll find out who that's going to be this weekend on ROH TV. It's going to be Matt T- Taven versus Tadarius Thomas. But here's the thing that like I don't get. They have all these guys bringing this in for the top prospect tournament, and then afterwards, like yesterday on Twitter, like, oh, ACH signing his Ring of Honor contract. Look at him. Yeah, he got eliminated from the top prospect tournament, and now we're signing him. I like that. Why no, won't... no necesito. Mira. Oh, guys, I got to run. I'll speak to you guys later. All right. Aru. Okay, bye. Yeah. No necesito on that one. 
that was awesome. The fucking no necessito on that one. No, I, I don't, I don't know. But that that adds some flavor. Thank you, Jay Silva, for uh, joining yeah. us on the podcast. Yeah, so, X him out of this call. He is X'd out of the call. Yeah, but can't you like kick him out completely? He is kicked out completely. There we go. That's there he's out. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's continue on here with the podcast as I was talking about. Like, I don't understand that. Why would you be like, oh yeah, these guys are going to top prospect tournament? Now we signed ACH. Like, I, I think it's just one of those things where ACH could be that good that ROH wants to sign him. And I think I said that after National Pro Wrestling Day. I'm like, look at this guy to make some waves in the independent circuit or like get picked up by ROH or maybe a top indie or something like that. And he did. So I was yeah. right about that one. Uh, the one match out of the entire event that I'm actually – I think this is going to be a highlight match for me is going to be two out of three falls. Mike Elgin versus Roderick Strong. Truth Martini is banned from ringside. These guys have had a little feud going on for the past couple of months and look for this to being a strong-hitting, fast-paced match. And I see Mike Elgin going over Roderick Strong. So it should be interesting. Go to ROHWrestling.com to find out more information about ordering the iPay-Per-View. Or as I always say, if you're in the area, go to the show. Support some independent wrestling because the day after they're going to be doing a TV taping. So that's all we uh, have to talk about this week, wrestling-wise. You know? I, I can't believe it's been 11 years for Ring of Honor. Like, Okay, I was, talk, I was talking to Dave about this. Do you feel like the product itself has kind of diminished over the past couple of years, especially with the loss of you know uh, Daniel Bryan Danielson and Tyler Black, Austin Aries, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, all these guys leaving? Do you think that it, ROH is suffering because of it? I don't think they're suffering because of that. I think they're suffering because they're not – I don't know. There's something that's not going on right. Like there's – they're not – I don't know. It's like the buildups need to happen differently where they just need bigger stars that they'll make. Yeah. Make yeah. bigger stars out of them. Yeah. You know, I, I – and I, f- I forgot what Dave said the other day. He's like – he's like, I hope this Kevin Steen jail thing ends here because how long – can you see Kevin Steen just demolishing over Ring of Honor for how long? I mean, both of us are big, very big Kevin Steen fans. I think after this, I'm going to watch El Generico versus Kevin Steen from Final Battle and clean the house. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I I think, I I do think there's aspects with Ring of Honor that they're doing right. I think it's great that they have Matt Hardy coming in. Matt freaking Hardy. Yeah, I think that's cool. And uh, I don't know. It's it's weird because I think Impact Wrestling is also on 10 years. Or 13 years, I guess, now. No, they're on 10. Remember, after every show, it's like, Impact 10. Uh, I meant to say 11, not 13. I meant oh. to say 11. Okay. Yeah, because it's 2013, so they were also a 2002 company. Well, I think after Slammiversary, then they'll be on their 11th year. Right. And it's so it's it's just so strange because to see, to see the guys that came from Ring of Honor, to see the guys that basically came from Impact, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. The same group of guys, so I mean, yeah, Christopher Daniels, AJ yeah, Styles, you know. absolutely, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. So uh, yeah, next week we'll uh, get to, we'll talk about the fallout from uh, Psycho Circus. We'll have a little raw, a little SmackDown to talk about. I think that's it, man. We got to get to WrestleMania soon, so we can talk about all those fucking events that are coming up. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool too. That we're going to WrestleMania. I guess like that's a cool thing because. There's people in their lifetime that never get to go to one, and you get to go to two. I'm going to my third WrestleMania. Like, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, talk about a bunch of stuff that's going on. But uh, now let's get into Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. 
great podcast, guys. Just missing one thing. Oh, yeah, me. Did you actually expect me to give away my shameless plugs? I don't think so. Go follow Jennifer at Sunshine48OX. She always includes us in her uh, Follow Fridays, and it's awesome. So thank you very much. Also, go follow Brandon at It's BM88. He's a listener and a follow and a follower on Twitter, and we appreciate every single thing, every single time that you tweet to us. Thank you. Also, go follow Midcard Mafia at Midcard Mafia and like them on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Midcard Mafia. Gabe Tuff is trying to bring back the crew, bring back a new season of Midcard Mafia. So hashtag Bring Back MCM, and that is the shameless. Plugs. Thanks for those shameless plugs, guys. I mean, Dave. Yeah, Dave pre-recorded some shameless plugs and sent them over to us because he wants to be a part of the show. But we always appreciate Dave being part of the show, and especially when he can't be here, his shameless plugs are definitely necessary. But until then... Before you say it, you know what's funny is that when he told me he was going to pre-record some uh, shameless plugs, I was like, yeah, I'm uh, going to Jay Silva you on this one. (laughs) He goes, you can't do that. I was like, yeah, I can. No, you but, can't. Yeah, I guess I can. No, but anyway, it's Chris's match of the week time. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. All right, match of the week this week is from MECW. Chuck Taylor versus Christopher Daniels. Uh, I listened to the Art of Wrestling this week with Chuck Taylor, and I thought it would be a good idea to put a Chuck Taylor match in here because I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of him yelling at kids, and yeah, so check it out. Maybe I'll put it on the Facebook page. Maybe I won't. You know, I mean, I no one's really like pandering or pondering or yearning for my matches of the week. So it's really disheartening for me to put them up and not get any likes. But Dave puts a thing up and gets two likes off of it. You anyway, Brandon. Shalom, Jace over here from Two and a Half Wrestlers Podcast, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh. I mean, Brandon, shout outs. Did you, did you say who we shouting out? No, because you said why you never you never get like a good one like that. So just had to let you go. Wait, get a good one like what? I don't know. You said two weeks ago that like I oh Dave never gets oh no that was Dave anyway. Brandon, who you shout out? <laughs> uh, I'm always a fan of new attires. So Alberto Del Rio's new tights take the first shout out or new trunks, I should say. Uh, it's it's nice to see wrestlers change up their gear from time to time. I like it. Yeah. Uh, second shout out. I was going over old shout outs, and literally a year ago, I gave a shout out to WWE for taking Randy Orton out of the elimination chain. <laughs> and even though Randy Orton was on the pay per view this year, I will give WWE a shout out for taking him out last year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, third third shout out. In 2009, Dave and I sat all the way up at Jones Beach and saw Kenny Chesney, Miranda Lambert, and Lady Antebellum, shit you have no care for. And uh, recently, Dave won tickets to a concert, Nash Bash, which is the new country radio station through a three-day country concert bash thing. And I went with him, and Lady Antebellum gets this shout-out for kicking ass. Where was, was the show? Uh, it was at the Roseland Ballroom. Okay, I like the Roseland Ballroom. I used to go to shows Dude, there all was, the time. It was terrible. It was awesome because, like, to go from sitting all the way up 
to being literally five feet from them Mm -hmm. was fucking awesome. But we got there. I got to Penn Station at like two two fifteen ish. And you waited on? Did you wait online until like doors opened? Let me tell you something, Chris. We walked from Penn Station to like what is it? Like fifty second. Yeah. And I'm a big dude. That is difficult shit. Yeah, I remember you in uh, Miami. Then, uh, then we get there finally, and the doors open at six thirty. So we got there at like three. Maybe. Oh, you waited a lot for three hours. Yeah, and uh, and then there's standing room only. Yeah. Unless, unless you're a VIP or handicap, and I certainly wasn't going to say I was handicapped, even though, quite honestly, I am because I have arthritis. But whatever, I'm not going to fucking say that. And uh, I fucking basically ended up standing ten hours, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's the thing about Roseland Ballroom. There was one time where I saw brand new with. Uh, my ex-girlfriend and Anthony, I know he's listening right now. He's probably like, I remember the story. He was there for some reason, and like he had connections with the band or something like that. And he's like, Hey, you guys want to come up uh, up upstage? So I sat like in that that uh, up area, that top part in Roseland Ballroom. I sat up there like right over the sound booth and watched the entire show, which was awesome. It was really good. It sounded great. It's a it's a a strange venue. The uh... First of all, I have to say that there's no such thing as an ugly country fan for X because they're fucking all over there with their fucking tight ass jeans and shit. It made no sense. I mean, it was winter time. I don't know why they were dressed like that, but uh, the fucking air in there was so it was so hot. Yeah, because it's oh, it's a general admission standing room. Everyone's trying to push up to get to the stage. And that's also another thing. Fuck those people. There was these group of like guys that were clearly only country music fans because, oh my god, I probably went to fucking school in Oneonta or some shit. Like Dave? No, because Dave actually literally like, he goes to country concerts. He'll Dave he'll wears enjoy- stupid cowboy hat. No, and I keep telling him that's a female country. Hat. <laughs> and he kept going. He goes, "See that girl's hat doesn't look like mine, nor does this girl's hat." I was like, I'm "Like yeah, whatever." <laughs> even know if it's a girl hat or not i just keep saying that because i think it's funny but <laughs> but uh yeah and I, I i finally i ended up sitting for a bit and uh well there's I, a whole banquet on the side right yeah but it's like it, it it you have a really shitty sound over there yeah no absolutely the stage i sat in front of a fucking beam okay i just wanted to like i i wanted to see lady antebellum i thought that was cool and the first two performers ended up being Kix Brooks, which I've never seen. I thought it would have been cool if he sang another song that I knew, but that was fucking cool getting to see him perform. And then Lady Antebellum right after that. And, uh, like, that was fucking awesome. And I went out, and, and uh, not that anyone gives a shit about any of this, actually. Yeah. Uh, Justin Moore performed, too. And uh, Dave and I saw him over the summer, too, and he didn't sing the one song I wanted to hear. So, Oh, my God, Brandon. At this time, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it anyway. It's our... Mark Out Moment of the Week. Mark Out Moment of the Week. And this one is brought to you by Brandon. Because right before we started the show, Brandon goes on WWE.com and realizes they have a whole new Outside the Ring t-shirts, and he marked out for them. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like, oh my god, I have to get this Zack Ryder shirt, and I have to get this big boss man like a boss shirt. And I think they finally realized that Barbershop Window actually makes awesome shirts that are kind of like this, but not really. And are like, okay, we'll make money off of these shirts. I don't like. I think the only one that I would really buy would be the hashtag Goatface shirt, but I don't know. I would I would buy I think both rock shirts. Yeah, because you're a rock mark. No, because I I don't know. You never know. I mean, I'm tired. Like. When I look over at my, my shirts, they're all fucking black. That's why you have to get different color shirts, brother. They don't make good d- different color shirts. Like, this one's maroon. I, there's, like, some other good ones, but that's why I like Barbershop Window. They have Rick Rude. They have the yellow one. They have Zack Ryder, purple. They have Bros Before Hose. It's blue. Yeah. Hashtag heels, red. Well, they have several different colors for the heel shirts, so... And I like also that uh, this month they brought out the uh, St. Patrick Day shirt. Yeah. Well, going back to what I said in the beginning of the show, Lucky Landon, you could be an Irish guy, wear an Ir- a green shirt from Barbershop Window. What? I'm Lucky Landon. Yeah, you'd be great. You'd be like, yeah. And then you could, we could, you can like have a box with Lucky Charms with your face on it. Yeah, but I, I can't really always speak in that fucking brogue. Yeah, but it's fine. Then you could just go up to girls and say you're magically delicious. <laughs> hey there, ladies. Look at me. I'm magically delicious. See that, that sound? Nah, you sounded weird on that one. Just what does that sound like? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's let's conclude this show for this week. Uh, thank you for Jay Silver for calling in to the podcast this week. Definitely appreciate I know he likes TNA, so it's good to talk some TNA talk with somebody that actually likes the product, unlike Dave and Brandon. I, I'm not like a, a fucking hater they just do stupid shit sometimes that they fucking piss me off. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Thanks to Jay Silva. Thank you for Dave for recording his shameless plugs and being a part of our, our in our minds and in our hearts on this week's podcast. Uh, Markingout.com. You, uh, you can find episodes and t-shirts. Buy some t-shirts. Uh, Stitcher Radio and iTunes is where you can listen to it as well. Subscribe. Be a fan. Uh, thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matocho for our logo at Out on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Out marking out one at gmail.com so for myself and uh, L to the G we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors and we will see you next week on the podcast Where that guy does the Aru and I can't find it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You saw it though. Uh, yeah, I did. I've been watching like Chopped like religiously this week. It shows amazing. It's funny. It's also on the uh, the Volvo commercial. Apparently, it's a year old. But oh, I didn't see that Volvo commercial. Tweeted it out. David goes, uh, "Are you talking about the Little Red Riding Hood one?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but <laughs> you know." Oh, I can picture Dave saying that. He didn't say that, though. That's the funny thing. Oh, no. He goes, yeah, it came out a year ago. And I was like, whatever. I still had it before them. Yeah, true. True. All right, I think I should hit stop now. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to say, is this going to after the show? Yeah, or- I guess I guess we'll just continue this. Keep going. <laughs> it's not even going to be like a fucking, yeah, it's cool. People listen to it. And I, I for, for one, I like listening to shit like this. Yeah, I just just randomly talking about stuff. Yeah, I pop for shit like this. Like when we just randomly have, I, I can't even think of one off. Oh, like 
what the fuck? And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? When Dave was like talking about that. About what? When uh, somebody added somebody on Facebook, Dave was like, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, it just sounded so funny. Like that went at the end of the fucking clip or, or like when uh, Dave was telling the Halloween story, I think about how uh, you, he scared the shit out of you. Oh yeah. When he dressed up like you. That went afterwards as well. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Ah, good. Still recording? Yeah. Okay. We are still recording. All right. Let's stop this now. Just leave it all in there. Oh, no. I planned on it. Come on. Dot com. BTTG161. At Chris Sweendog.